Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts, I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, we're going to do something we haven't done in a while. We're going to talk We've about a specific... done a year ago. Uh, a exactly, little over a year ago. A little over a year. Hence, the while. Yes, <laughs> the while. <laughs> good call, good call. When does it stop becoming a while and then turns into a long-ass time ago? Uh, At least three years. Oh, okay. Well, then a while ago. Three, Cons- three to consult five. Consult Star Wars. <laughs> like a prison sentence. Three to five. 60 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but in this episode, we're going to be talking about a decade, and it was a pretty incredible decade. We're going to be talking movies 2000 to 2010. Yes. Oh, our Space Odyssey. Yes. <laughs> I queued you up, <laughs> and you almost missed it. <laughs> but it was... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm still... Peek behind the curtain, once again, we all have lists of movies that came out during this decade on our phone. And I was just trying off the top of my head, like, oh, we could talk about this movie, this movie. And then I pull up the list, it's like, oh my god... The greatest decade for movies ever. <laughs> Patrick is excited. Really and actually, su- surprisingly, he's seen a lot of them. Yeah, that's the last <laughs> 15 that's through 25 during those years. Yeah. He so, has seen a lot of so movies. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> I obviously haven't seen all of these movies. Like Equilibrium. Never heard of that movie. That's good. What? That's a good movie. Oh. Well, obviously I haven't seen them all. Right. But <laughs> let's keep the positive momentum. Let's just yeah, say yeah, you've, yeah, seen, you've seen a lot of them. You've seen a lot of them. You've seen a lot of movies this time. No sadness. No we're, sadness. we're starting to get island fever. We're starting to play. You're a problem. You're a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> buy me up, bitch. <laughs> so, Take over my debt that I put into this. <laughs> so before we get into a favorite, because there's a lot of favorites from what I'm gathering from us talking before we started recording, um, is there something about the decade of, of these movies that really sparked your attention, you really liked, or really got a hold of you? Is there anything special about the decade of movies before we get into individual special, like, favorites and stuff? Um, I don't know if there's anything specific. Like I said, I was age 15 through 25 during this decade, so I watched a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it just has to do with, once again, I've seen these movies, and they're, like, I enjoyed most of them. A couple of them sucked hard, but yeah, um, I don't think it's... Because they were making these movies in a certain way, or they were writing differently, or they had new directors and new actors, which they did. Um, but I just, I think it's the nostalgia factor for me. These okay. are all movies that I, I've seen, and I I can, my favorite movie is just going to be like 15 of these movies. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't have to be anything specific, it's yeah. just like, it personally, so for you it's more nostalgic. It, yeah, just for the fact that I've seen a lot of these movies. Yeah, like, I feel like Tony probably. right now. Like, yes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Gavin? I'd say kind of like, you know, what we talked about when we were looking at it before, you know, this this era kind of had a whole lot of, um, uh, for, for me, and it kind of hit home, was a whole lot of, like, movies about high school and okay. about graduating and, like, taking that next step in life. And it connected with me because that's exactly what I was doing at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and, of course, a lot of, a ton of rom coms. Yep. A <laughs> lot. It's like you would you would have thought they invented rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> Technically I think John Hughes invented the rom com originally. Too however, sure. however, it just but yes, there was a lot of there was an explosive amount of <laughs> there them. Were they were com- John Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> they combined rom com with porkies in the two thousands. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so but I think for me, I, I mentioned this earlier, but I'm gonna I'm going to say this specifically is this year, this particular decade started a lot of huge, huge franchises. Yes. MCU being 
the number one. I yeah. think yeah. that was the yeah. most yeah. profitable. Iron Man came which out in 2008, I, yeah, right? 2008, yep. the first Iron Man. That was the first movie that started the official MCU. Not the first Marvel movie, but mm. the first MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we know is the, this whole was, big, long comic book of a visual. Right. A visual comic book. I know it wasn't the first movie to do this, but they also... I mean, it's the first mid credit scene in Marvel ones. So mm-hmm. we see Nick Fury and like, oh, shit. Yep. Does this mean we're getting the Iron Man 2? We got an Iron Man 2. But, like, what we didn't know is it was setting... Because the next movie, The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, yep. has Tony Stark going to talk to General Ross. Yep. Like, we're putting a team together. Yep. <laughs> Which is was set up for the Avengers. And so. that came out... I want to talk about the movie because that is probably one of my favorite MCU movies. But it oh. came out in 2011. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. So next <laughs> next year, damn it. <laughs> you missed it. But not not even just that, but I mean that was huge. The MC was huge. Um but also, you know, you got your Ocean series, the Oceans 11, 12 and 13 and then but I mean I know they came out, but it started the franchise yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think there was a couple others, but it really started a, quite a few franchise type films that were just very memorable. Yeah. Definitely. And, and that's what I like about to, it. When we get to our favorite um, series, I think I have it locked down to one of the franchises that started in the 2000s. Well, go for it. The Sp- Sam Raimi's Spider-Verse. Okay. Yep. The first one, I remember I was working at GameStop right after high school, and it was supposed to come out um, July, or no, it was supposed to come out September in 2001. Okay. Well, something else happened that month in that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember I have a poster with the original date on it. That's mm. probably well. I had a poster, a movie poster with the original date on it. Now all they obviously changed it because they pushed it back a few months. Um, but I remember the original trailer, like the first teaser trailer. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, um, you're like, oh, it's a bank heist with a helicopter. What the hell movie is this gonna be? And then it gets tangled in the web, in between the twin towers. So they yep. couldn't release that movie anymore. Because yep. after September 11th. So um, they just they had to yeah they had that. to reshoot a few scenes yeah <laughs> um, but the Sam Raimi Spider Man's one and two absolutely love them yeah third one had potential to be good but then they did this fifteen minute scene where Peter Parker was an emo little bitch <laughs> and he was just dancing in a black hair. it was awful yeah they even make fun of it in the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie yep. yeah, he's like, yeah we don't talk about that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now the so mine my favorite is has to be Sam Raimi's Spider-Verse okay um, and there are a lot of other good movies that came out in this decade which I will talk to in length later but those those are my favorites stop the presses <laughs> What about you, Mr. Tony? So me, um, I well, I think I kind of already said, but starting the MCU. Oh, okay. That, that is, that's the number one. Um, I I do enjoy the Oceans yeah. series and stuff. Uh, there's just been, God, there's so many. Right. As we're looking through here, it's like. This movie, this movie, this movie. Yeah, this one, this one, this one. <laughs> I can't stop looking. <laughs> I can't stop looking. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, God, I can't even. Uh, also remember the. Nolan Batman. Yep, they started. came out. Yep, Batman mm-hmm. Begins in two thousand five. Yep. the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight in two thousand eight. But mm-hmm. I think Dark Knight Rises yeah. fell out of this decade. But those two yeah. are just solid movies anyway. But, but it started I, I, like a really good version. Yeah, of yeah. Batman. And I still like. I now still think Batman. the Dark Knight yeah. is the. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, the okay. one with the Joker with mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good movie. Also started. I, uh, I don't like that they didn't have the Batcave in that movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one thing I hate about that movie. Um, also started speaking of you know the franchise started the J.R. 
Tolkien, um, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings came out. Yep, in all three came out. In the, the, I you know just how excited up. I was about that. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, just, I, said, I knew I could get a little, just a little jab in on him. <laughs> well, I saw Twin Towers came out in 2002, and I was like, oh, when did Fellowship come out? And it came out, in two, like, I guess he filmed all three of them back to back, because it mm. came out in 2001. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the Lord of the Rings, which has a huge following. Yep. Um, so yeah, the 2000s was a good decade. Well, didn't, didn't the Harry Potter series... When did Didn't it start in 2000s? Uh, it had to have. I had this magic have. device in my hand. Yeah. Yes. But what also, ask it questions? while you're looking that up, though, the Transformers franchise started. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, we talked about it in the last the episode. Yeah, yeah, the live action, yes. <laughs> oh, for and the record, I told our audience I would tell them what you told me once we turned off the mic. Okay. It was about a show on Netflix, so it really doesn't pertain to our um, movie podcast. Yes. But it does sound interesting, and I will give it a try later. It, it sounds a lot like Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosity. Yeah. And as much as I... Guillermo del Toro isn't horror. He's just creepy as hell. Right. So I was <laughs> able to watch the Cabinet of Curiosity, and I genuinely enjoyed it. Probably because he's a master filmmaker or something like that. He's a movie... The new Pinocchio movie coming out that mm. looks amazing. Um, so I am going to give that a try. Just because I do like Love, Death, and Robots, the Cabinet of Curiosity, and all that stuff. Yep. So thank you for the recommendation. No problem. Hope you like it. Like I said, I haven't seen all... I only What's seen the a name couple of it again? It's called like Oats Studios. Okay. I believe is the name of it. Because I know there's probably a few people like, what's the name, what's the name, what's the name? I forgot. Let's ask Tony. I'll tell you another series, or another franchise, or I don't really want to say franchise, but series of films that came out that I really like because it combined a few things of like suspense with kind of like, not really treasure hunting, but kind of, but the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. And, the first one was really Angels good. and Demons. And yeah, then, that uh, movie sucked. What was the last one called? I thought, it was uh, just a, I thought there were only two. No, no there's a third, third one. one. Um, um, it's Oh, Inferno? Inferno, Inferno yes. yeah. Which, oh. watch that, and that'll make you think twice about what's really going on with the, the past pandemic stuff. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, by the way, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which was the first movie, came out in 2001. All right. Boom. And they continued on past 2010. Yes, they did. But, <laughs> but it started, it started yeah. in 2000. Um, uh, another uh, on along those lines, one of my f- favorite movies from here, uh, V for Vendetta. Yeah, mm. and again, kind of a whole lot about like our current situation now, mm-hmm. you know, with or rather that we just got out of technically with COVID and everything. Oh, let's yeah, let's great create this horrible virus and wait, let's not do a military target, let's attack ourselves. And then, wow, we've got a cure for it. Yay. And only 10 people invested in it. <laughs> <laughs> they knew something. Yeah. They mm-hmm. knew something. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think 2002 saw The Rock's first starring role in The Scorpion King. Uh, a starring role? Yeah. Starring yeah. role, maybe. Because I know uh, he was in The Mummy 2 for like 10 seconds. It's yeah. like... The Scorpion. Scorpion this was King. why he was. Yeah, he, got he turned the Scorpion into that. King. Yeah. yeah, if you're talking starring, then yeah, I could probably. Agree. I'm pretty I, sure you're right on yeah. that because I was going to say I know he's been in other movies where like my favorite role he's done because it makes me laugh is in that uh, sequel to Get Shorty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Be cool. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. I do like he that. Just movie. Twinkle, that, twinkle, baby, twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> that like homosexual yeah. Uh, yeah. actor wannabe guy that's working for Vince Vaughn. Who's well, that, uh, him, wannabe, him uh, and Vince Vaughn going back and forth at each other is the funniest thing. <laughs> well, listening to Vince Vaughn acting E-weezy. like a trying to act like a black pimp, right? Yeah, <laughs> is, is uh, or African American pimp, whatever you want to call it. 
Not that all African Americans are pimps, but <laughs> not there's anything wrong with that. Just his mannerism. Yeah. I'm not even that PC. You can calm it down a little awesome. bit. Awesome. <laughs> Good. I didn't want to have to be. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> But a really, really good one. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I just keep getting mad. No, I just keep excited. seeing movies. Like, how did I forget about this one? And, and this one. And this one. Yeah, there, there's a lot of great ones. So I can't, I'm not really going to ask a question what your favorite one is. Because I think if I think it would be unfair to ask. Because there's a lot. Yeah. Because there's so many different most versions. Most of them? Yeah, <laughs> all of them. How no, much, no, 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 no. How much time Except you got? For. Do not give me Babylon AD. <laughs> <laughs> well, great movie. Had uh, Mr. Hanks and Leonardo's Catch Me If You Can. Yes, yeah. I do like that one. Cause that one I think that out. was on my my favorite Leonardo when we did was our lead, yep. yeah, we did our Tom Hanks episode. Leo. Which, I have an episode I do now. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, one that I love that you always say is a mindfuck, Memento. Yes. That came out in 2000. Which, uh, I was... I was a little apprehensive about doing this episode because the late 90s bled into the early 2000s mm. a lot. So I was like, they're going to be kind of the same movies. I don't know if there's really... And no, there is a clear line for yeah. the most yes. part. Like, once 2001 happens, the 90s are forgotten. <laughs> well, right at the end of the decade that we're talking about in 2010 came, I thought was a great film uh, that was based off of, you know... A social app, the social network. Mm, I haven't seen that movie. Really? That's I didn't want to actually, see a movie about Facebook. I really didn't. It, it's, but the thing is, it's it's not so much. It's really all the behind the scenes stuff. So it kind of cuts from like, it's the beginning of when he has the idea up until, I think it's like right after they launch and go public. It's like, it's in that short period. So it's not all the stuff afterwards. It's kind of mm-hmm. how it gets, but it's, you really get to see, and they said it, I think Mark Zuckerberg said it wasn't, 100% accurate, but he said he did a, Jesse Eisenberg did a pretty good portrayal mm. of kind of how he is he was like in school. Mm. So I think he had a big thumbs up approval by him and said, yeah, you kind of... From like the fourth richest guy on the planet. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they had, they had that one SNL episode he was on at Jesse Eisenberg and then Mark Zuckerberg showed, showed up on there because they were doing like a spoof on this social network. Ah. And I think it was somebody else playing it, and then Jesse Eisenberg popped up. He's like, "Wait a second, I played that role." And then Mark Zuckerberg comes out. He's like, "I am that role," <laughs> something like that. I can't remember exactly how it went. <laughs> One of your favorite De Niro movies came out in two thousand seven. Stardust. Gavin. Yeah, Gavin. Yes, Stardust. Uh, also, Dare Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird version for. Uh, Will Ferrell. I, he oh, yeah. creeps me out in oh, that yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know I get very farty if I have a foamy latte? <laughs> <laughs> this is a school for ants? He's right. We must make it three times that size. <laughs> what do we all care about anyway? Blue steel. It's all the same thing. Same one look. look. One same look. look. <laughs> <laughs> one look. And then he, he does... It's beautiful. <laughs> in all my life, I've never seen anything so beautiful. <laughs> the only thing he does is turn left. I'm not an ambi turner. Yeah, yeah. Like, my God, Derek, that was amazing. I know, I turned left. Like, no, the look. <laughs> the look. The look. <laughs> I turned left. <laughs> um, the first movie in the franchise came out in 1999. So, but the the following two came out in 2000 between 2000 and 2010. The Mummy. Okay. 
Um, yep. That this decade was made for Brendan Fraser because I think <laughs> once that happened, he kind of it's when he like broke his knee and became depressed and just moved out west. Yeah. But thankfully, he's coming back now, and there's talk about him being nominated for an Oscar for a movie that comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's where he plays the overweight. Yeah, the, the, overweight, the movie's uh, called the the whale. The know? whale. Yeah, yeah, he's like an overweight. I believe he's homosexual, like an overweight Something homosexual like guy. And uh, it, actually, the story on it they did was when it was showed at one of the film festivals, it got like a five. It, it, he started crying. It got like a like a five to ten minutes standing ovation. Damn. At the end of it, hmm. and everybody's just standing up. Right, he's like in his seat. He has has some trouble getting up. Yeah, because he's just like very emotional about yeah. the the reaction to it. And I love Brendan Fraser in the movies in this decade. I think he did a fantastic job. And obviously, he broke his knee, became a little depressed. He moved out and he stopped acting for a while. But he's back, and he was in Doom Patrol, and mm-hmm. he noticeably put on weight as one does when no one's working out like you are when you're in the Mummy franchise. Mm-hmm. But he, then he's working on Doom Patrol, and he started losing a lot of weight trying to get back into that old mummy body of his. But then he goes and does a movie called The Whale, where he has to put on a 300-pound suit. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I just lost all this, damn it. <laughs> don't make me put it back on. Please don't make me put it back on. I can't eat another Oreo. <laughs> but they're double stuffed. Come on, Brandon. You know you want to. <laughs> oh, well, the first Cloverfield came out in 2008. Yep. Yeah. That was that one freaked me out a little bit, but it was good. Well, it's, yeah, you you don't see the the monster until like the very end, and you see him for five minutes. Yep. <laughs> well, that's why I like the Netflix uh, movie Cloverfield Paradox. That yeah, that's I really, really like that one. one. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, well, even though the other two sequels came out way later, but Unbreakable, yeah, Shamalama Ding Dong series. Yep. <laughs> but Split came out like way, way later. Yes. And then 2012 came out in 2009. <laughs> hey. Pat, see what they did there? <laughs> um, that, all right, this, I recognize this because I remember watching it when I was a kid. It was a Sci Fi Channel original movie. It's called Epoch. It is junk. <laughs> um, there are a few movies that I'm recognizing that. Are straight to DVD or were made for TV or only, mm-hmm. and some of them are really good. And two of them I will talk about <laughs> a little later. <laughs> and, but a lot of them are just junk. But I can't really yell at Google like I asked for movies. Like it's a movie. You did ask for it. <laughs> that is a movie. And for those, uh, <laughs> I noticed that uh, one of the films that makes me sick showed up here. Is uh, the Human Centipede came out in two thousand? I have. You have to see that, and I don't plan. On I that's one I'm gonna say don't. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, do it at. But if you watch it, you cannot blame me for that one. <laughs> I only take certain. So I can still blame you for teeth, though. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, there are two movies, real quick. Um, one is Joaquin Phoenix's best role, in my opinion, Ladder Forty Nine, that came out okay. in two thousand four. Um, I genuinely, it, him and John DeVolta in that movie are fantastic. I mean, it's definitely not a comedy or an action movie. It's, yeah. it's a serious drama, but it's just one of the few dramas that I can actually just sit down and watch repeatedly. Because we all know I'm not the drama guy at the group. <laughs> oh, come on now. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, I'll cause drama. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ladder 49 is a really good one. And I think Chris O'Donnell's best role, and yes, I know he was Robin, kind of sucked at it, but Vertical Limit. Okay. I really enjoyed that movie. Especially, even though it's just about them carrying liquid explosive to go get his sister. There's this one scene, I think, is it Charlie Theron who is the, the blonde? No, Isabethus 
I'm not pronouncing that name. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one scene where um, Chris O'Donnell, like, fall, takes a little bit of a tumble. Like, he didn't, like, get a concussion or anything, but he clearly broke his finger. Like, mm. this knuckle is now going up. Oh. Like, straight up. Fun. And the the girl, Isabitha, she's a nurse. Uh, no. My apologies. She broke her finger. And she's like, I'm a nurse. I know what you have to do. Chris O'Donnell's just talking to her. Like, hey, so what are you going to do when you get home? She's like, just do it. One. I'll do it on three. One, two, crack. Yep. <laughs> you never do it on three when you yep. say it on three. <laughs> um, somebody's going to move I on. still remember. The, because the, the this was before, like, AI, CGI, and all this. So they were still using practical effects. So you saw, like, a little bone popping out this way and this part of this finger going, like, directly up. Wow. <laughs> Yep, and then you hear like a bone crunching crunch. Yeah, um, so th- I still remember that scene just from that sound. <laughs> well, scenes that made you feel it. Yes. <laughs> Have you feel it? Well, one. I got another episode idea. <laughs> <laughs> Movies that made you feel it, <laughs> and not just the Blind Side. Yes. Well, one of my favorite. Uh, Sean William Scott movies came out in the, the 2000s. Not The Goon, no. Okay. But uh, Role Models. Yeah. yeah, that's a really fun one. Yeah. You white, you Ben Affleck. <laughs> Can it, reindeer game? <laughs> why, why do you think I'm Ben Affleck? <laughs> you white, you Ben Affleck. Like he's yeah. trying to hit on that girl in there. He's like, hey, Texarkana. He's like, sort of in a, I'm sort of in a, uh, into politics. She's like, I'm sort of engaged. Like, I sort of have a boner right now. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> like it when he's got the kid there and he's talking about he's like you think I haven't noticed the the, the 38 special over here mm-hmm. or the or the, uh, the chick walking or, or on the bike over there or the two mountains that look like boop look suspiciously like boobies I like your take on boobies yeah. <laughs> I like boobies yeah, and I, I like, like boobies, boobies. Um. <laughs> he's like looking around he's like no 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 no, don't look out there look here <laughs> I like when he's trying to bust her and he's like I'm not gonna take off my pants and he's like what no I didn't say it he's like I'll keep trying to get a handful of my balls yeah. <laughs> like, Honky, that's racist <laughs> it's not on any of my list but Jeremy Piven's best movie came out in 2009 I had to google it to make sure it was in the is that the uh, the goods yeah live hard so hard, hard. yeah yep. mm-hmm. I love that movie. <laughs> you hiring Mercs? <laughs> I just like it when he's on the airplane and he lights up a cigarette. This was back in the... For our younger folks on planes, <laughs> you're not allowed to smoke. You haven't been able to for a very long time, yes. since like the mid-80s or even before that. But they never retrofitted the seat, so there was always an ashtray on your mm-hmm. armrest. And everyone's like, what? I can't smoke, but why do you have this here? It's like cars nowadays. You, If you yeah. want an ashtray in your car, you have to tell them, I want the model with the ashtray in it. Yeah. Because my car doesn't have one, and I kind of need one. See? Um, but Jeremy Piven's on the plane going to this new city, and he lights up a cigarette, and the flight attendant says, sir, you can't do that. And then he just goes into this speech and delivers it so perfectly. Everybody on the plane just stands up and cheers. Everyone lights up a cigarette. <laughs> they all just start smoking. Like, yeah, let's do it. They start drinking. Yeah, getting hammered on a plane. <laughs> he, yeah, it's a it's a very long speech. Like this, I remember the time when you could smoke on a plane in America and all this other yep. stuff. And he start hearing like, like the Star Spangled right. Banner playing in the background. Yep. It's like, so I beep, say, beep, light beep, up. Beep, beep, I'm gonna beep. do. So, yeah. Catherine Hahn, isn't it? Um, she's hitting on Rob Regal, who's like an adult child. Like he's the mentally like a ten, and she's just. Hitting on him so hard, everyone's like, "You can't do that." She's like, "Oh, I will." <laughs> By the I, end of the I'm movie, gonna... he, who, she does. <laughs> who's the 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 big black guy in that? that 
well, not Ving Rhames, but it was no, some, Michael Clark the, Duncan, maybe? It might have been him. No, I, no, I think it was Vin Rhames. It might have been, but he's basically like, he's like, he's 10 years old. She's like, yeah, but, you know, if something happens, who's to blame? He's like, you're the adult, so you're to blame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's all talking about it. he's like playing with the baseball glove and she's like oh is that he's like yeah but you know you gotta break it in he's like you just gotta pound it like that yeah. and she's all getting heated up for yeah her. she's oh, like yeah <laughs> keep doing that yeah. <laughs> he's just break it in and just gotta keep pounding it like that <laughs> that the, was a good movie yeah it's a really good movie it's I love I've loved Jeremy Piven ever since that. Even it, though I should watch Entourage because I know he's a main character. He's an amazing character in Entourage. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's the agent in that show, right? Yeah, he played at the beginning. I'm not going to get too long in it, but it's just basically the first season. I will say he mm-hmm. comes out more like, like an asshole, oh, yeah, okay. like douchey. But if you stick with the series, because it is very good overall, mm-hmm. you'll see him progress. Like his character changes so much. Like he becomes a little bit softer, but. A bigger asshole, but funnier. Like, at the beginning, they didn't know if he was going to be a central, central mm-hmm. point to it. Um, but he ends up basically... I think he almost steals the show. Like, the, what they did with... Um, uh, what's his, Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec. Like, yeah. the first season, he's wearing a suit, primer proper, and he's barely in any episodes. Yeah. But after that, he's like... Everyone wants to see Ron Swanson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they do... Yeah. Okay, so I understand what you're saying. Yeah, he ends up basically... He's like... That becomes the show. Mm. Like, if you talk about Parks and you're trying to, it's with that girl, that, it, Ron Swanson. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. That would be that type of thing. Mm-hmm. can't remember. There was another, there's another show or movie where that happened. I want to say a more recent one. Um, I, I can't think of it right this second, but I know it ended up being someone that was not really supposed to be in there that much, but then they just, they really got, really loved the character, so they just basically, that became the show. Mm. Or it wasn't the show, but it yeah. became right. like, you know, like, like Kramer and Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you know that. Until that um, that one time he went on a stand-up. Uh, yeah. Well, luckily, he was the show was already over by the time he did that. <laughs> and he was he's probably still getting royalties from it. Oh, yeah, they all do. Syndication yeah. royalties. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it? Two years after the show ended, Jerry Seinfeld hit the billion-dollar mark. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure Julie Louise Dreyfus is the heiress to the Dreyfus um, yeah. investment firm, so she's not poor. No. I mean, they're all doing... They're yeah. all... None of them are hurting. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Newman. 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 Um, all right, so continuing down my nostalgia past. Um, what do you got, Gavin? You've been a little bit quiet over there. Well, I, I have uh, one of my um, uh, changing tune from, from a comedy to more of a suspenseful is Ooh. The Prestige. Ooh, yeah. yes. A very, very big mindfuck movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which we probably should have, I don't remember if we talked about that in our movies that broke us. <laughs> well, you know, we've also repeated a lot of stuff yes, over a yeah. year and a half of things so feel free but uh, yeah i i really like that movie uh I, you know hugh jackman and christian bale are wonderful in it mm-hmm. um and yeah it basically just follows a, a, a two mu- magicians not well, musicians <laughs> two magicians basically uh going at each other and mm-hmm. you finally at the very end realize what the real big trick was yeah um one of them I, remember, I think it's Hugh Jackman. He's like, "How does he do it? We have to figure this out." And he's like, the you, "Disappearing man." Yeah, yeah. You could only do it with the body double. And he's like, "He does not use one. How does he do it?" It's yeah. the same man. Yeah. And then you find a pile of hats later. That's very important. Yeah. <laughs> you figure yeah. out what's going on. <laughs> so who's that damn pile of hats that does it? I know. And, and they're like uh, stovetop hats. These are big <laughs> top hats too. <laughs> Is that a ten-gallon hat? Or are you just happy to see me? Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so that's... And I've seen both of these movies, but I also confuse that one every now and again with The Greatest Showman, uh, where okay. Hugh Jackman plays Barnum and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Or Barnum, I think. Which is another really good movie. And I think it came out in the 2000s. Not 100% sure, though. No, I, that's a recent one. The Greatest Showman? Mm-hmm. I'm going to Google that, but I don't think... Was right. it like 17? Yeah. Okay, maybe. maybe. 2017, 2018. The Greatest... Well, well you're looking that right. up. You're right, 2017. Hmm. Oh, wow, shit. <laughs> That Boom, was just mic a... drop. <laughs> Don't drop the mic. I'm oh, sorry. We paid for these. <laughs> well, what about one of the most... Uh, I, I'm i going to make a bold statement here and say this, that I think for the 2000s, it's one of the more most quotable movies that came out because it shocked the world is back to comedy, is The Hangover. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the whole, he's a retard. Yeah, <laughs> he's a retard. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everybody I knew saw that movie when it first came out, yep. and everybody was almost peeing their pants watching that movie. It's Carlos. I know. I thought he was a Carlos too, buddy. When <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Ken Jong pops out of the trunk and just starts beating oh, on yeah, Bradley yeah. Cooper, you want to fuck on me? <laughs> and he's just sitting there twirling the damn uh, the the wrench yep. <laughs> uh, with the crowbar. <laughs> Are you want to fuck on me? Heather Graham's like the hooker mom. You're like, oh, you still have the baby. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're married. What? <laughs> <laughs> Am I missing a tooth? <laughs> <laughs> I love when Ed Helms is going to the bathroom and he just, he just like looks. Doesn't, doesn't even turn his head. He fully turns his body and continues to pee. Sees the tiger. Huh. And then runs out of the room and wakes everybody. There's a tiger in the bathroom. There's a fucking tiger in the bathroom. Yeah, and then Bradley Cooper's like, what are you talking about? Oh my god, it is! (laughs) What happened last time? It's like a freaking chicken walking around the the living room. It's like, Alan, could you put on some pants? It's like, I find it weird to have to ask twice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, another one that... uh, And this one was surprising because I've always watched trailers about movies before they came out but there was a time frame and i think it was i know it was i was doing something different maybe i started traveling for my other job my previous job i can't remember because the time frames are off in my head but my buddy at the time he said hey let's go see this movie and he told me the name i'm not gonna say it yet because you gotta build the suspense you'll be like why didn't you not see the trailer so i was like I'll go in and watch it. He didn't really give me much about it. He's like, oh, it's supposed to be really funny and this and that. And I saw the trailer, but didn't tell me anything about it. So I go into this theater with him. And we normally had good recommendations. Ended up being Zombieland. Oh! And I think at the time I didn't have cable, so I, I didn't see commercials for mm-hmm. it. But I was like, well, I like zombies. But at the time they were starting to overkill on the zombie yeah. movies. Or just like it was a hard flush of them. Right. And I was like, I got another Especially one. But I didn't realize. the Evils that came out. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was a Jesse that, Eisenberg yeah. movie. And Woody Harrelson and all them. Um, and I went in, once I saw Jesse Eisenberg, because to backtrack on that, there was a film came so out So I told you that ago. story yeah, to tell you this yeah, yeah. story. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that because Zombieland, I ended up, once I saw Jesse Eisenberg was in it, mm-hmm. I said, okay, because a buddy of mine years ago, we watched a movie, an uh, independent film called Roger Dodger. And it was his first film he had ever done. And he did a really good job. And I remember my, nobody had heard of half the people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Or him. He was nobody. And I said, I guarantee you he's going to end up being a, a bigger actor in the future. Hmm. And I, I just knew it just from watching that movie, Roger Dodger. And it is a phenomenal movie. If you ever have a chance. I think I mentioned it before, but watch it. It does sound familiar. And uh, But yeah, it's real, It's it's a slow pace, but it's an indie film, so it's all dialogue-based. Um, yeah. No, but it's, it's good dialogue. You saw my interest dwindle. <laughs> 
it's about a, rapidly it's about go a, away. It's about a kid who wants to learn how to meet women, and he goes and meets his uncle, who's Roger, and they call him, he used to call him Roger Dodger because he can get away with a bunch of stuff with yeah. women. And uh, but anyway, why does that premise sound familiar? Oh yeah, like every eighties movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this one goes on a completely different tangent, though. Okay. It's actually very interesting here. But anyway, and uh, what's her name from Saved by the Bell? Is it the blonde uh, that was in Showgirls? Jesse, you know, uh, I, I remember her character name. Yeah. Jesse. So yeah, she's in it. <clears throat> Looks really good in this one too. So anyway, I saw that, but then uh, that movie popped up. I'm like, oh, it's Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, let's watch this. And it was ended up being pleasantly, surprisingly good. And especially with Woody Harrelson wanting to hunt for the Twinkies. And yeah. Didn't like the snowballs. Like I, coconut, not the taste, the texture. The texture. <laughs> um. So I'm scrolling through my list, and we forgot a few of the series that started. And a couple of them did end in the early 2000s. We have Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Love those. I remember what was it, a couple of months ago, I literally just could not seem to save my life. So I just turned on Disney Plus, and I watched the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They're really good. I like. I mean, you haven't seen them, have you? I've only seen the first couple. Okay. I, I just, it's again, it was like, to me, it wasn't that they were bad, but it's kind of mm. like the Fast Furious, like, how many times can we do these? Uh, you know, I'm seeing Pirates well, they're again. filming five right well, now. I'm sure they are. The one with Penelope Cruz is okay, but only because of Penelope Cruz's underwire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, but the, at World's End, the last one, it was all right. But the first two, I loved them. Yeah, the first two were really good. I just yeah. after that I was, I was kind of to the point where I'm like, I think I've seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know they all had different premises and they were doing different things and but Yeah. I can only take and I've never been a big pirate movie. I mean the closest thing I've loved Arr! in pirates was uh the Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I heard they're actually making a sequel. They're uh, selling the house for one point five million in Oregon right now. But they're making a sequel too. Yes. <laughs> Will with Thanos the proceeds of the sale. <laughs> Will Josh Brolin just be the big purple plum just working out in the yard? Yeah. <laughs> big purple plum. Um, but the X-Men series also started in 2000. Yes, it did. And the and I... I think, I'm yeah, sh- the year 2000. Yeah, yeah, like X1 came out on in 2000. Um, what was I going to say? Because you did that dumbass thing and that was the only thing I could think about. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 that was really stupid. That wasn't stupid. That was um, amazing. <laughs> blocked your memory. <laughs> uh, Tony, you could probably um, input this because I know he was an older guy even when he started in this movie. But this is the first movie I can remember Hugh Jackman being in. Okay, was this is this like the movie that put him on the map? Or I would say probably put him on the map. Yes, I okay. don't I don't know for a fact what his earlier career was. That's actually the first time I can remember really noticing him. Well, he's I think he did he a lot of work Broadway. in Australia. And yeah. he was on Broadway. For oh, was he? Too. Yeah, he okay. was. I mean, he's just well, I mean, dance, he man. he was really good in La Miz. Yeah. <laughs> He likes his songs, he likes his dances. Um, probably one of the movies that I could quote on a hourly basis, not even daily. Uh, 2005 Wedding Crashers. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay I'll, I'll take you to the bathroom and then I'll get you some crab cakes. Okay. <laughs> Stage five clinger. We need to abort, abort. <laughs> it's just, I love through the whole montage of like what. When they're you know going to the wedding, yeah. all you see is just Vince Vaughn shoving his face with food. Yep, <laughs> bacon wrapped scallops, phenomenal. Got some kind of seasoning. No, no, you got to get all three uh, flavors of the frosting in there. <laughs> yep. Hey, Baba them. Ganoush. <laughs> and then he said jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tells the same joke at every wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I remember me and my friends would quote that all the time too. I haven't seen it in years though. 
And that was during Vince Vaughn's era of when like all those team up movies were yep. happening. Yeah. Like, so it's either just one and one and all one, or like basically yeah, everyone, everyone was partnering up with Owen Wilson at the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, which, which he also means. did. He also partnered up with his with his brother Luke Wilson, old school. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Oh, um, didn't Anchorman come out in two thousand nine? You have to look that up. It might have. You yeah. might be right on that. Which actually had basically all of them. Had yeah, it had Ron Luke. Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> I killed someone with a pitchfork. <laughs> Saw that. You should go into hiding. You know, uh, I've been meaning to talk to you, Brick. You may be wanted for murder. He's <laughs> 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 just standing there. He's like, 2004. Brick, Brick, where did you get a hand grenade? I don't know. And he just walks through there screaming. Ah! <laughs> One of the... It's a quote from the movie, but I say it all the time, especially when I'm at work, and I probably shouldn't. But I always say, 70% of the time, it works 100% of the time. I say that all the time. I remember when I saw that movie, and I said it to one of my supervisors back in the day, and she's like, I love it, but I don't think it really works that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it works, it worked 100% of the time. I, I just want to get uh, I want to get Sex Panther, because I hear you can get it now. Yeah, you can actually buy it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, they you sell can... it. Yeah. I just wanted to make that sound when you opened it. Stings the nostrils. Yes. Quite pungent. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, that smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> Bigfoot's dick! <laughs> yeah, when he's walking through the yeah. office. Yeah, he's like, uh, who who did that? Like, so they just cut to him outside. They just hose him down, scrubbing him with like a big, like the long brush. <laughs> I like when he goes to talk to Christina Applegate and she's like, who fed Thai food to a baby and why is the diaper in my desk? <laughs> <laughs> so Ron calls her in there and he's like, oh, a thousand. Oh, yeah. can barely lift my arm. I did so many. I don't know if you uh, listen. I uh, did over a hundred. So. <laughs> and then she, like, he finally asks her out and he's got, <laughs> he gets hard in the lobby. She's like, um, Mr. Burgundy, you have a visible erection. Uh, oh, no, it's actually, it's the pleat in the pants. I'm gonna take them back to the pants store uh, right now. <laughs> he turns around, he starts running, he's like, don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> I love that movie. It's like when they go into that, like, cartoon version thing, like when he's... When they finally when have sex. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's a, ra- it's a beautiful, it's a glorious rainbow. She's like, do, do me on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can talk about that movie all episode long. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> well, I want to give another shout out for other comedy that was, it was not marketed that well. It turned out to be a, well, in my opinion, I thought it was a pretty big success for what it was. It was super bad. I've already said I did not like that movie. You didn't like super bad? I did not like I can't remember movie. that. You thought it was super bad. Yeah, well, I thought it was super duper. I, <laughs> I don't like awkward humor. So, like, the first season of The Office, I don't like. I don't like Superbad. I don't like uh, Kick-Ass. I don't like any of those movies or Why shows. Why like, I'm about to kick your ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Why are you going to hurt my feelings so much? It was a good movie. I mean, <laughs> it had McLovin in it. I don't want to, but I'm not Who are you sorry seal? it happens. It's just yeah. one name. Who are you, Seal? <laughs> Is it Mc- McLovin? Sound like a sexy hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> I am McLovin. <laughs> Ooh, 
One of my favorite superhero movies came out in 2009, Watchmen. Da, 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 da. Watchmen is really good. Da, 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 da. Nothing like a blue penis around a movie. A big blue penis. <laughs> a giant blue penis. <laughs> Just flopping around. <laughs> now, that I'm impressed by. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, when, when South Park did the um, remake of the Game of Thrones song. Floppy weed, I know we've talked about this movie a couple of times, and I think you've seen all the sequels, but Butterfly Effect? Yeah. Yeah. So I've only seen the one with Addison Kutcher. I, I mean, the rest were basically direct-to-video almost. Yeah. Or close to it, so. It's like yeah. Starship Troopers 2 yeah. through 9. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Except at least in Starship Troopers, Casper Van Dien stayed. Even... What the hell is his name? Aston Kutcher left after the first one. <laughs> I signed on for one. This is not a nine-picture deal. Yeah. <clears throat> I think most, if they're a bigger actor <clears throat> at the time, I think he was getting up to A-list status. <clears throat> I think if they walk into a an idea for a script, they're like, all right, but we'd really like to sign you on for like a three- to five-picture deal. They're probably like, no. Nah. No, I'll do this one. Yeah. And now that's the standard for all movies. Oh, yeah. we're making a franchise. Yeah. We want you to be a star. Like, okay. Okay. And the actors usually are the ones that get stuck into doing the picture deals. Like it mm. works differently with directors. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Because directors like I don't want. They could leave stuck. films halfway through if they wanted. Yep, I'm out. I'm out. We talked about this last episode, but the Blade movies had like three different directors, and yep. they're only what halfway through filming it, and it's yep. slated for next summer. So good luck getting that out. It's gonna be a good luck, movie. Blade. Congratulations on your dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah. You mentioned, uh, you talked about Wedding Crashers, but another great one during the 90s, and it's also Will Ferrell's stepbrothers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. I don't think there's a person I know that did not like stepbrothers. Right. No. <clears throat> Even if they didn't like stupid humor, you still got to chuckle a little I bit. I am still surprised. One, well, goddamn Catalina, uh, Catalina Wine Mixer. But. The, goddamn Catalina Wine Mixer. <laughs> But I remember when they're having one of the arguments, and he's like, I'm going to go put my balls on your drums. And I was like, oh, so he's, I don't wonder how they're going to film this. You saw his sack hit the <laughs> snare. <laughs> don't you put your nuts on my drum set. I'm doing it. But I'm sure it was prosthetic, but you saw balls right. in a movie. I was like, oh, damn, we saw this. Oh, <laughs> uh, What does he say to him when he catches him masturbating? Or he walks in. That was right before that scene. He's like, oh, he's no, in no, the no. living room. No, he's um, he had been playing the drums, mm-hmm. and he was like, why are y'all sweaty? I was watching Cops, <laughs> and he's sitting on the couch. Oh, and yeah. Go, and then he goes upstairs. That's when he's, like, looking at his drums, and he picks up his stick. He's got a chip on it. Oh, yeah. Like, <gasps> you touched my drum set! <laughs> and that's where the balls came yep, out. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rub my dick all over your drums. <laughs> you better not. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm burying ah! you. Yeah, I'm yeah. burying you. <laughs> I'm alive! You're waking the neighbors! <laughs> <laughs> He comes back the next morning covered in dirt. The parents like, "What happened to you?" Nothing. <laughs> I think the best part. It's not even anything where they say. It's when they're sleepwalking. Oh yeah, it's Christmas. And he just like comes in. And he just like, throws the tree in there. And just, like pummels it into Start the room. Ha- oh, yeah, start <laughs> throwing just, in the, all the presents. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the way he checks. First, it's just a couple presents, and oh, it comes up with the tree and just fucking <laughs> wails it out. <laughs> You're not supposed to wake him. <laughs> yeah, they they wake him up and they throw him down the stairs. Ah! It's just grab him and throw him down. All right, for the record, this is definitely part one. We will have to do a part two. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we're almost at 44 minutes. Yeah, already. and we have scratched the surface of these movies. 
But I will say there are two wildly, in my opinion, very underrated movies that came out in the early 2000s. One we were talking before we hit the play, record button was mm-hmm. Push. Stars Chris Evans, and it's about like people with superpowers living in society, but they're not superheroes. They're just average people that you know can do things. Like some people can tell the future, some people can find people just by like holding something. Chris Evans can force push, and he's living in Thailand trying to cheat at gambling to you know get by because he's trying to like master his push to where he can just move the dice just ever so slightly so it lands on whatever he wants. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then he gets roped into, like, saving this kid. Mm-hmm. And then you find out, like, if you actually try to use your powers... Dakota you could be- Fanning? Wait. Yeah, I think it was Dakota Fanning. Yeah, yeah. You could actually become an unstoppable badass. Because <laughs> one guy they're trying to kill, he's, like, uh, like the the security guard for the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he could also push. But he's just holding up his hands and stopping bullets. And Chris Evans is like, oh, damn. I could do that I, one day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. I think he does at the end. He just yeah. like force push, like hulks out with force pushes like everything around him. Destroy a Taiwanese construction site. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because they had the, uh, those two guys were the screamers. Yeah. So they'd like bust your eardrums and your brain. Yeah. And he was able to hold it back with his push ability mm-hmm. at the end. So I, I think it's, uh, I love the movie. I think it's wildly underrated. It didn't get very good reviews, and everybody saw it like, well, that was dumb. I was like, you're dumb. Just because they had a low budget. How do you know how to low budget? They filmed it in Thailand. <laughs> Not a whole lot of budget goes when you go over there. Yeah. You, you, your main cost is getting all the equipment over there. You gotta love that exchange rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever you see a movie, it's like, uh, now we cut, let's go to St. Louis. Like, St. Louis? Is that where we're going? Uh... Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's take the private jet. Actually, it's a nice day outside. Let's take the horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another one that came, well, it introduced uh, at least me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was their first one, but I kind of think it put them on the map, the Broken Lizard uh, production. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. Super uh, Troopers. Super Troopers came out. Yeah. Mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> you boys like Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about this the other day. When they were trapped in the trailer, and the first thing you hear is like, "That's the second time I got crabs." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I said them before. I now have a second job where I throw stock at a local grocery store, and I'm really trying to get into a situation where my boss would come into the back room, and that's all they would hear. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm. It's a fifty-fifty shot on whether or not they would see in the movie and remember the quote, or like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> and if you have crabs, get away from the food. Yes. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> Wash that off. Yeah. Go to the beach. Vigorously. Take them back out yeah. to the wild. Please. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to talk too much on this, but just another chain of movies or franchise of movies that came out started in 2000 with a scary movie. Franchise. Yes. Yeah. That we've talked about them a lot in other yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. But well, I think I'm on record saying the first two are one of my favorite comedies of all time. Yes. Those two are amazing. Take my strong arm. <laughs> <laughs> but one movie that came out, that's more of a serious one. Or like a like a heist like when we talked about heist movies, mm-hmm. the Italian Job. Yeah, yeah, that came out in '03. That's what made everybody <laughs> in America want to buy a Mini Cooper. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's amazing what kind of power they have. Yeah, power of advertising. It's almost like it's been a proven effective way of getting people to do stuff. I know, right? <laughs> Who would have thunk this? Um. But- I'm sorry, don't No, 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 I was going to say, I mean, you can go ahead, I was just going to say, I'm going to name off just a couple, because I know we're not going to get near 
all these, but... Oh, no, like I said, there will be a part two, and I don't think we'll wait a year to finish this part No, two. no, 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 no. Next year, we will do 2011 through 2020. Yeah. In 2011, because there was a movie that I thought about, and I looked it up, and it came out in, in 2011. 2011. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> well, um, you know, save it for next year. I will, I mm-hmm. will. But The Departed came out. Oh, that is yeah. such a good movie. That's a good six. I mean, yeah. so that really was, good movie. I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, just ensemble casting. Yeah. It's insane. Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen, Leonardo DiCaprio, yep. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. I mean, it had just a lot of people. And spoilers if you haven't seen the movie, everybody dies outside of Mark Wahlberg. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, right? I still don't understand what his obsession was with the Capitol building. Uh, Matt Damon's. I almost did the voice. <laughs> Matt Damon. He bought the apartments just so he could see the, the <laughs> Capitol, or, you know, Boston's mayoral mm-hmm. uh, governmental building. And he was always obsessed. He would always go to the park. He would eat lunch and look at it. He bought the apartment so he could see it right out his window. I think he may have wanted to like run for office or run for something. Oh, okay, maybe. I don't remember that part though. Uh, it was something else. Like he was, he didn't want to be like a cop all his life. Yeah, I, but he was also a mob informant, right? Exactly. <laughs> or an informant for the mob. He wasn't working with the police. He I was mean, the, the only, bad guy. Yeah. The yeah. only reason he went there was partially because, because Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson exactly. told him to. Yeah. <laughs> It's time to go to school, boy. Yep. Speaking of Matt Damon, though, another big franchise, The Bourne. Yeah, Bourne Identity started. Mm-hmm. And this was a 2002? 2003? 2002. Okay. Well done. Hey, hey. Told you. This is my era. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie time for me. Patrick steals the show. Ooh-wee. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you really want to steal the show, you would have mentioned a movie we talked about many times that we all have agreed on that we love is Tropic Thunder. Yes. <laughs> See that guy? Punch! Punch him. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> and your other favorite uh, one, National Treasure. Came yes, in 2004. That's, Sorry, that was on my list. It just happened to come no, no. by, but... Yeah, yes. um, the first one and Book of Secrets came out. Um, and they're making a Disney Plus show on National Treasure. Well, not starring Nicolas Cage, of course. But um, I'm interested to see it, because I do love National Treasure. Oh, yeah. It's a National Treasure, too. <laughs> Um, there are two movies that I quickly want to talk about, but sure. because they're important to me, but I don't, you may have seen them. I, I damn well know he has it. <laughs> wow, that sounds challenging. Excuse me. So does he get points? Yes. If he, if he <laughs> has damn well seen them? Forward leaning points. <laughs> so there are two movies I'm going to talk about, and if you could prove that you've seen them, I'm going to give you a dollar if you've seen them. Okay. One dollar for each movie? Yeah. Wow, so here's two dollars. They're yours if you could prove that you've seen these movies. The first one is called Arc of Truth. No. Nope. All right. The second one is called Continuum. Continuum sounds familiar to me. I just I can't remember mm. what the concept yeah. is, so I'm not going to pretend to say yes. I've heard of it. I know yes. it is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> can't say I have. Hey, I have that trademark. I think. <laughs> <laughs> or copyright, whatever. Let me see the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me... Prove the paperwork. Yeah. It's attached if to you my can tax prove it, I have one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a copyright, you owe me more than a dollar. <laughs> um, but, okay. So, Arc of Truth. Um, so, basically, my favorite show I've said before is Stargate SG-1. And they end the series on not like a big final confrontation. Oh, it's a Stargate or movie? Both of them are. I've seen all the Stargate movies. Then you've seen Arc of Truth. And that I couldn't, I didn't, I thought you were going to say Stargate something. No. Well, they're just called 
The arc of truth. Isn't that isn't after the whole uh, those white haired people thing when the series the Ori, ended? Yeah, Ori, and then it continues from there into the movies. Yeah. So like, it Arctic or something. That's continuing. Okay, but um, well, I have seen it. Yeah. So arc of truth. So the, <laughs> the final <laughs> episode of the series. There's no big um, like clash. There's no like resolution to all the ongoing plots for the past two seasons. It's just it's a really good episode, and I really do like it. But there's no ending effectively so they basically made an hour and a half long episode without any commercials and they called it arc of truth and it literally wraps up the entire series like it finishes off they get rid of the ori they deal with the ghoul they kill all the replicators they they wrap up everything in an hour and a half and then i think uh, brad wright the creator and um, showrunner of the show just like i have another idea for a very long episode to make it a straight to dvd movie and i call it continuum this one they just Ball is still left alive, so mm-hmm. he sends him, he goes back in time and screws <clears throat> with Earth's history. So when they travel back, Stargate program never existed. Um, Jack was still special forces. Daniel loses a leg. Um, Daniel turns into a ghoul. It's just a really fun. If you like the show, it's just a fun, very it's long a, episode. It's almost like a what if, yeah, yeah. like a yeah. Marvel what if, but for Stargate. Yep. Because <clears throat> Ball was the one that he was like that annoying ghoul, right? Wasn't he the conniving one? Yeah, am I correct on that? They're all conniving, but you know what I'm saying. He was yeah. the more like a more suave one. Though. Yeah, he was the more suave one. He yeah. wasn't like really tied to like old traditions. Like yeah. every now and again, he'll pop up on Earth wearing like an Armani suit in a limo. And he's like, "What we always do? You don't always have to be like overlords and warmongers." Yeah, and wearing armor and yeah. stuff with a big snake head. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but he was the one. He he was just real like a suave, and he was basically just out for himself. Yeah, he really didn't even care about having. A bunch yeah. of followers. Well, I mean. The whole point of the continuum is he went back in China and changed <clears throat> everything. So he took over the system lords. He had Apophis's or uh, Anubis's ship. Like mm-hmm. he just went back in time. He's like, I am now the leader of the group. <laughs> but I think in the, the canon of the show, he's the last system lord to survive. Yes. Um, so, and once again, in continuum, they close that loop too. <laughs> yeah. And um, to be honest with you, because I know they are both basically direct to video type. Yeah, movies. So I saw them, but because I think my uncle had them, because he had the whole story. I mean, I've got them on DVD. Well, that's why he had them too. Mm -hmm. So I borrowed them, or I either borrowed them or I rented them from Blockbuster. Yeah, if I remember, if that's I think they came out when Blockbuster was still a thing, weren't they? So the show ended in two thousand four. They came out in two thousand eight, nine ish. So maybe so right near the end of Blockbuster era. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've, but I know I've seen them because I remember they had the. I remember they ended up in the Arctic on one of them, and I was like. And it had that. As I was never a fan of the guy that took over well, the, the Jack role. Oh, um, the guy from Farscape. I can never yeah. remember his name. I liked him. He was all right. I just I couldn't get used to it. Yeah, it was just like. And actually, to be honest with you, the last he was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yes, he was. Yep. But I mean, after like the second line, whenever whenever Jack left and then the General left, once I started kind of checking season out, eight. Yeah, I kind yeah. Of so they checking they, out on the show. They but, got rid. Um, Bo Bridges joined. Yeah. Um, as the General. And um, what's his name joined as the new yeah, team leader? Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember his name at the moment. Um, but how yeah, much, he joined. That's how much of an effect he had on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have a few minutes left. Um, All right, I want to talk door. about those two movies. No, no, absolutely. Movie. And I wish I would have remembered that they were started with Stargate, so I could have won two dollars. <laughs> but hey, they don't start with Stargate. Right. They're just called the Arc. No, I, I yeah. wish they were. Yeah, called Stargate Films because I was like, I know I've seen the movies, uh, but yeah. So we have a few minutes left. Uh, any quick wrap ups? Any final thoughts? 
on the 2000s because this is going to be part one. So this, yeah, yeah this part definitely two. has to be part one. <laughs> oh, Mission Impossible started in the 2000s. Yes, it did. Red light, green light, slaps on the helicopter, <laughs> jumps towards the bullet train, <gasps> and then kill John Renault. Ugh. Damn it. Well, now I have to go watch The Professional again. Make now me feel, so, feel to, better. Man. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it's got a whole section called drug movies. <laughs> oh. it's, it's like it's heard us recording the Cocaine Bear episode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> cocaine Bear. You're still excited about that? I am very excited about it. Peek behind the curtain. It's been 10 minutes since we finished recording the last, well, an hour and 10 minutes since we finished recording the last episode. <laughs> but we do only have a few minutes left, so if we don't want, if we don't have any final thoughts on it, I think we'll wrap it up for part one. Yeah. And continue for part two next time, next, after the... Quick shout out to year. Wanted. Absolutely. Love that movie. Mm. It was a quick shout out to a lot of them. And again, yeah. this is just part one. Just so. Google 2000 to 2010 movies and a quick shout out to that entire list yeah. that and you they, <laughs> We are clearly recognizing that we do have not mentioned all of them yet. Yeah. Or the so, good majority of them. So. As much as we want fan interaction, don't tell us we missed the movie because we know we did. Yes. <laughs> we are well aware. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of movies I didn't even talk about and I did a lot of talking in this episode. I know. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Get your, you know. Works your tonsils He's out. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and we're coming up to the time where Patrick will do his homework so we can talk about that one day. Yeah. Yes. A lot of work going on for the holidays coming yeah. up. Uh, but that is all the time we have for uh, Movie Talks and Chill. Thank you all for joining us in 2000 to 2010 Part 1. Yes, we promise. This might even be a three-part series. There yes. are a lot of movies. <laughs> yes. Look forward to next year for Part Duh. <laughs> By next year, he means like February. Yeah, exactly. Because right. This time next year, we're going to have to talk about 2011 through 2020. Yeah, and I've got a movie in mind already. So. <laughs> we don't have to do nothing. Right? Write yeah. that shit down. <laughs> yeah, write it down, man. Put it in the calendar. So thank you all. Until next time for Movie Talks. Talks and chill. We are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. All right, guys, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talk to us at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, Castbox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock. <laughs>